Hey guys, and welcome back. I hate to use the uh, hate to use the uh, vlogger intro. I just realized that I sounded quite a bit like a YouTuber you never want to listen to. But um, my name is <laughs> my name is Cohen Giesbrecht. Um, I'm with my co-host Charlie Reed, and we're talking music. Um, <laughs> we started this podcast initially, initially, initially. Um, <laughs> I still can't talk. Uh, to um, discuss, you know, deeper topics because I had a socials project that I needed to deal with. But now we're just doing it for fun. We're doing it for for the funnies, you know. We're 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 yeah. silly. We're goofy. Yes. We're yes. running amok and frolicking in the fields. If you know what I mean, you probably don't because it's a weird analogy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, welcome oh. back. We are uh, humbled that you chose us um, to waste your time, and. Um, Let's start out, Charlie, with the classic question of um, just really talking about how, not the classic question, but you have perfect pitch, believe it or not. Um, yes. I mean, obviously I, you can I, believe I do, it because you have I it. I do believe it, but like... Yeah, yeah. but to the to the listeners, um, you, you do have perfect pitch, correct? Yes, I do. Um, and so, like, what is perfect pitch? So perfect pitch is basically being able to identify a, I guess you would call it like a certain tone, a certain frequency. So there's like different frequencies in music. So um, if you knew, say like the note names on a piano, C, like C, D, or A, B, C, D, E, F, G, right? Those are the You don't really seem to the know the notes, notes that the well. Piano, right? You messed them up like twice. I did mess them up. I'm really <laughs> just like, you know, it's kind of hard to no, explain, yeah. right? Well, I so, mean, it's, yeah. From what as, I know of, it's, yeah. Yeah, Since as a I pianist just... who's been playing piano for 13 years, like, I'm honestly just not surprised that I messed up the notes. It's like going back to the basics, right? <laughs> just... <laughs> You know, deleted like fifteen years of of progress. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. So yeah, um, basically, it's being able to tell or being able to identify what a note is when it's played for you. So, um, for example, like the tuning frequency of a piano is tuned to the A at four forty hertz. So the I know A what that be, is for sure. So the A will be played at 440 hertz. That's an in-tune piano. Now, an out-of-tune piano really kind of grinds the gears of a perfect pitch person because they're always used to having everything sound in-tune and they get really annoying when it's like... They get really annoyed when it's like, oh, that's a bit sharp, that's a bit flat. And that, honestly, I'm guilty of that. I do get very... Very angry when people are out of tune and I just keep it to myself but yeah it does it does happen <laughs> um, yeah so that's kind of like the basics of perfect pitch right yeah right <laughs> well I mean I'm gonna act like I totally knew what that was but it turns out I do not now like jumping off perfect pitch because it is you know there are many I mean, there's there's not only perfect pitch. If everybody had perfect pitch, it's obviously a uh, a very complicated, or I guess more simple world to deal with. But unfortunately, there's tone deaf people. There's people with yeah um, perfect pitch and true pitch. There's there's a difference between that. So like 
my question is, like, like I genuinely don't know. What is the difference between perfect pitch and true pitch? Yeah, so perfect pitch is something that is, like, so it's like kind of how as a child at like say the early age of four and you learn the notes well you know instantly what those notes are if you play them back if someone plays them to you and i've known this since i was about well i actually found out last year because i never actually tested myself for perfect pitch but turns out i actually do have perfect pitch which is pretty cool since i um i found out at such i guess you could say a late age but then again i'm not that old um yeah you're 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 in your mid 40s in your mom's yeah, definitely playing definitely. smash bros all the time on your nintendo yes. switch yes that's that's charlie that's yeah. that's him definitely me <laughs> yep definitely yeah, not I mean, in school <laughs> yeah i know that um a good buddy of ours lucas wentworth i wouldn't say shout out to him but shout out to him um he has perfect pitch as well and he found out at a very young age there's definitely i mean who knows maybe the listener you maybe you have perfect pitch i don't know maybe i have perfect no i do not have perfect pitch i have hit some bad notes while trying to sing and i can tell you that the 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 success rate to actually hitting good notes has varied um i can confirm (laughs) i am i'm not i'm not 100 percent a good singer to be quite to be quite frank um or to be anybody else for that matter um yeah it it's it's um it's something to be ashamed of. No, no, I wouldn't say you should be ashamed of it. Just it, there's always time to learn something. It just takes a lot of practice, and sooner or later you're gonna get it. You just gotta get that dedication through. Like I know you play drums. Like how long did it take you to like master a type of beat that you were trying to learn? Like it's that's, gonna that's take a, a long time. Well. This just turned into an advice column. Um, yes. I'm your therapist. me from Charlie. <laughs> yes. Uh, he solves my problems. Yes. That is <laughs> I, I. I mean, yeah, with drumming, for sure, there is, there's always a learning curve. Like, yeah. I've heard the, the phrase practice is perfect so many different times, and well, yes, it is true. It's cliche as well, but yeah. the fact that, you know, just because you practice so many times does not mean you're going to get anything right away. Yeah, like how I, many I mean I practice for at least an hour and a half of drums every day, right? Yeah. That's how I get different gigs, I guess, and how I play with different bands, but I can't learn like I remember one of the rare cases of me learning a beat in 2 minutes was at a gig and that was the only time that has ever happened. Like wow. that, I was very lucky. I had never heard the song before. They told me Ooh. it was a bossa in five four, and I just assumed, and somehow that worked. In yeah. any other circumstance, for some reason, I don't know why it was the gig. Maybe I was just lucky. But like you know, practice does make perfect to an extent. But there's also, you know, you have to spend yeah. time with it. Yeah. I, see, actually, no. You go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's all good. Like, I don't, personally, like, I don't like to use the word perfect because I don't believe that anything's perfect, right? It's... Yeah, but you, so you have... Perfect, perfect is a very, well, yeah, perfect pitch is just, like, perfect pitch. It's like, yeah, yeah, that, that's what it is. That's different context, right? So, 
I like to say, like, as you were saying, practice makes perfect. Yeah. Well, I like to say practice makes permanent. Oh. So, like, it that's, stays that's a better in saying your for brain sure. permanently. Yeah. And even if you, like, don't play it for ten years and then you listen to that same type of rhythm and then you try it a couple times, it comes back to you, right? Right, yeah. So that's what... That's, like, why I like to say practice meets permanent, because it's just, like, I, I find it more appealing. Yeah. I mean, that makes a lot more sense. I feel that, per like, the word perfect is so impossible to an extent to where, like, you can't really make anything perfect despite, I mean, some circumstances, like you were talking about, perfect pitch is usually perfect right like you can identify yeah. any note with yeah you know your literally your brain so like but with any other context it perfect how 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 is anybody perfect you could use it as an adjective to describe someone but nobody is right yeah. like nobody has or will be perfect that's yeah literally impossible but yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, permanence. I I think almost every musician should strive for permanence. That sounds like, that's, that sounds ideal for almost anybody. Actually, no, almost any person that's into, I mean, anybody that has a passion. So basically anybody, anybody should strive yeah. for permanence. That sounds, that sounds more, I mean, intuitive. It sounds, yeah, you know, yeah. it's... You're not striving for something, like I said, impossible because perfect, you know, flawlessness is unachievable. Yeah. Because, you know, there will always be somebody better than you at something. Nobody is the best at anything. Yeah. Right? There will yeah. be a has-been or a will-be that, that will either do better than you or, yeah. you know, I feel will like just I... be on a different level. Yeah, I feel like saying that it's perfect is very opinion based yeah so like it could be on like oh yeah this is your favorite artist like he's like a perfect singer or they're a perfect singer yeah and oh yeah th this person is so good at rapping they're my favorite rapper they're like the perfect rap i don't know that's a bad analogy but like no it's not a bad analogy we, we, i mean it's very always, true we always think that just because we like them that they're just like almost like the best for some people and then some people have more of like a broad spectrum of artists and yeah like singers well, i mean yeah i i mean both me and you i know we both have at least a um a, a broader taste in music than a lot of people i'm not yeah. saying like a better music taste because no you know that's opinionated that that's yeah. not how that works no. but like I mean, I personally, I listen to rap, I listen to jazz, I listen to funk, I listen to R&B and soul. Sometimes I dabble in country, but really only when it's John Denver in the 1970s for some reason. <laughs> there's a, I mean, there's a lot of stuff yeah. that I, that I, that I listen to. But, like, well, yes, I have my favorite rappers. There's n in no way that they can be the best, because yeah. while I might be like in the in the rap section, well, I might be a huge fan of of an mf doom of or uh or kendrick lamar or 
Rakim, we have Nas, we have Eminem, whoever. I mean, like, there's so many different rappers. Nobody knows who the best one is because popularity doesn't usually mean the best one. I mean, there's a yeah. reason for artists to get popular, but popularity does not make them the best, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah. I was, um, I was on Spotify the other day looking through some music, and I saw this playlist pop up, and it was a, it was made by Spotify, and it said your favorite artists, and I'm like. Well, I've never heard of half of these before. Yeah. So how many how many people did you take like their music taste from and put them into a playlist that was like an everyone's playlist? Yeah. Like how I many mean, people did you like survey and stuff like that to yeah. find the perfect artist's playlist? Like like your favorite artists. I just I've never heard of those people before. So. Hundred <laughs> percent kind of hard to say if they're my favorite <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know you can't assume somebody's going to be somebody's favorite based on pure algorithmic taste i feel that yeah. a lot of you know a lot of company-based decisions are of course based on a lot of facts but there's also assumption that is a yeah. huge factor i mean i don't have spotify but i do have um apple music and yeah. apple music does the same thing like it just here's what we think will be your favorite artist right like yeah I, where does that come from i mean personally i know i haven't done a survey for apple music before so i mean i know that it's it's um it's factored in yeah but it gets kind of on the weird side when a company like uh, literally literally sorry uh, uh, a corporation is saying this is what you will like yeah i definitely know? um i definitely feel like um i'm not sure because i don't have apple music i have spotify mm -hmm. so we're literally on the other platforms um the opposite platforms so on apple music do you guys have like a top 100 oh for sure yeah so that's like your top 100 like yeah that how many people were actually a part of that playlist like, you've got all the top songs, at like, say, in Canada. I guess it's, like, most streamed in Canada or, like, most streamed in America. Like, yeah. We don't have, like, the... We don't have, like, the exact amount of streams that are, like, that are, um, you know, presented to us underneath the artist's name, like Spotify does. Yeah. But we, you know it recommends like these are the newest and like here's who's getting the most plays and everything and of course apple also has radio and they you know they have different i mean we're podcasting right now and we were talking before we started recording about applying to apple Podcasts so we could get into more of a mainstream audience yeah. um yeah. and th i mean that's the way it works right i mean this is becoming less about music and more about you know corporate assumption but it's it's a thing yeah yeah oh talk about sidetracking into a different subject yeah no but kidding I, I i love this this is like the whole like thing about doing this is like we just think about one thing start talking about it and then another thing comes up in our head right like 100 percent. yeah i sense. mean that's what podcasting is it's a recorded yeah. conversation and yeah. um yeah i mean Honestly, the more that I'm thinking about this, the more that I'm, I'm starting to think, why didn't I do this before? Because, I mean, 
people are literally just hearing us vent about opinions. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's yeah. exactly that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, but anyways, getting back on track, uh, we discussed um, the difference between perfect pitch and true pitch, but we did not discuss what relative pitch is, and I don't know what that is. So yeah, tell so me what relative pitch is. Relative pitch is where you go from a starting note to find the other note. So you basically, if someone plays a note, so say someone plays a G and you had relative pitch, you would probably memorize the sound, the pitch of a C and then make your way up using intervals. So intervals is the dis for those who don't study music or don't play a musical instrument yet. I'm saying yet because I know one of you will pick it up eventually. Optimism. Um, it is, yes, always. It is the distance between two notes. Yeah. So, say a C and a G is a fifth apart because you go C, D, E, F, G. You basically count up the letter names and because there isn't a flat or a sharp right now, it's we call it a perfect fifth so a perfect fifth is like it sounds really hollow like it's open um if you added a third into that perfect fifth you'd have a triad chord which is so if you had c e g that would be your c major triad right so that's that's really the basics of what relative pitch can do so you go from a c and then say someone asks oh yeah um what note is this and they sit they play like a a d then you'd go hey that's a major second away from c so that's a d right yeah i mean yeah personally like uh, charlie said i am a drummer so this is making close to maybe five percent of sense but <laughs> i mean learning curves right it's back yeah. to the whole conversation we just had <laughs> you, you know permanence let's go i'm i'm striving for permanence in terms of learning notes i would like yeah. to learn the piano at some point or any different instrument that requires you know the knowledge of of um different notes and stuff yeah but i mean think about it or try it at home you anybody can i mean try and sing at least i mean i know some people are tone yeah. deaf but like even try relative start, pitch almost everybody yeah. has relative pitch I've, it just takes practice right so you memorize the one note and then you go up or down or wherever you want basically to find whatever note it is if you play like a c oh and then you try and find like so say you're playing heart and soul which is like um um say it goes from c to a oh to f oh to g Oh, I mean, I haven't warmed up, so that was kind of hard on my voice right now. But yeah, those is that's your um, so your one chord, which is like your tonic. That's your that's your go-to chord at the end of the piece and at the start of the piece, is your C, and then your A, which we will call A minor because of the way that it's formed in the song, will be your sixth chord. And then your F is your, is a major chord, so it'll be, um, it's your four chord, your major fourth, right? So you have a perfect fourth in between, and then your G, which is your perfect fifth, 
from C, which is also major. So that's basically how you play Heart and Soul. That's Those are the chords. There you go. You just learned something new today. And if you've already known that, then I'm sorry you didn't learn anything new today. We are here to waste your time. Specifically <laughs> to those people that know exactly what he's talking about. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Now, and, um, one of the more... Or, yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah, so, like, I was going back to, like, Perfect Pitch and stuff like that. Um, most people will probably know who Charlie Puth is. Um, Ch- Charlie Puth has Perfect Pitch. And every time Charlie Puth, like, gets asked about p- Perfect Pitch, and you guys probably know this, he kind of gets a bit, like, angry and upset because he hates, like, he sometimes, like, hates demonstrating Perfect Pitch to people. And, uh, every time, like, like, you've already seen it, just go watch the Jimmy Fallon show or something like that because he's on there. Got him suspended from high school, uh, because he, he, uh, sang a note and it let the whole school out early. <laughs> Wait, really? So yeah, that, yeah, he did that. <laughs> Wait, so hold on. What's the story yeah. to this? I didn't know this. So he went on the show and then talked about how he um, said to his teacher they had to go to the bathroom. And he found a very reverberant part of the school. So rever- reverb is like where it's like kind of echoey and it'll sound across the whole school. And he just um, sang the note and it was an. It, it was. Oh. And he let the entire school out, like, 45 minutes early. And it was, like, before spring break. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> Wait, hold- it was so reverberant that it let everybody out of school? Yeah, everyone thought the bell had rang and they'd left. <laughs> oh! That is so funny! Yeah. Good for him, man. I mean, if I had the ability to sing such a reverberant note that it would let everybody out of school 45 minutes early, I'd do it in a, you know, heartbeat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, Charlie, maybe you can do that. I mean, but... <laughs> our school our school is a square, so it's kind of... Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and it has two floors, so it's kind of hard. <laughs> yeah. We could just, you know, everybody on the second floor could just, you know, casually jump off, but... Yeah. <laughs> but... Um, one of the last topics I wanted to talk about today was, um, generally talking about the Grammys. Um, you said you didn't watch it. I did not. Um, first of all, this means that we are not friends and... No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) We... (laughs) Okay. Uh, no, this is my first year watching the Grammys all the way through. And, personally, I have some thoughts on it considering, uh, performances and, um, who got what and who was snubbed obviously the weekend was snubbed that was a huge thing everybody was upset about that um i talked about in in a youtube video i made about the grammys um considering how um i thought that freddie gibbs deserved uh a grammy for his album produced by the alchemist um called alfredo um but jacob collier got it who um charlie you know jacob collier yes i do jacob collier oh my gosh like I know, I know some people don't like Jacob Collier, and if you've never heard of Jacob Collier, he is a very cool vocalist who does like piano and instrumental and multi-voice harmonies. Um, he's just like his latest um, Jesse Volume Three is like so, just. Oh, I want to like listen to it. <laughs> I want to like listen to it all the time, right? So yeah. 
Even the most low-key song on the album is kind of a bop, if I'm being honest. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think... I, he, I mean, he won the Grammy for um, He Won't Hold You featuring Rhapsody. Um, yeah. And Rhapsody, she's an amazing vocalist um, in the hip-hop field, has worked with Kendrick Lamar. Second um, mentioning of Kendrick Lamar, which is a new record. I usually mention him like three or four times. Um, he's a good rapper. Yeah, I heard that that Jacob Collier wanted to do a uh, collab with Kendrick Lamar, and I'm not, I can't remember if that's happened or not already. I don't think it has. It has not happened. Yeah, but I I think he's hoping for it soon. I'm hoping for it. That would make my year. That'd be so cool. I mean, if you've heard, um, I believe Kendrick Lamar came out with a... A, uh, a jazz rap song. I, actually, there's a difference between jazz rap and rapping over jazz. In this case, it's more rapping over jazz called For Free. It was off of To Pimp a Butterfly, released in um, 2015. And um, that song made me, like, I, I was like, this is the best of both worlds. I don't know if you've heard it, Charlie, but it is, I, I mean, it's not. an interlude. That's That oh, says okay. everything. It's an interlude, and it is one of my favorite songs on the entire project. And, um, I mean, that's basically a demonstration of uh, Kendrick's, you know, um, usage of rhythm and his ability to really, you know, create a a very funny song while also going back to older roots, because there's lots of accents, there's, you know, I'm pretty sure it's a different time signature, I don't believe it's 4-4, but... No. It, yeah, it's it's truly phenomenal. So I, I, I'd love to see a Jacob Collier and Kendrick Lamar song yeah. tomorrow. Maybe that'd be nice. I'll, yeah, I'll definitely I'll definitely listen to that later. Yeah, after this because I just love Jacob Collier and what he does. And um, I know yeah. some people have their like different opinions on Jacob Collier, but honestly, that's okay. People are allowed to have their opinions. You have yours. I have mine. I mean, yeah. That's what it is. Except with Jacob Collier, you're not allowed to have a different opinion from us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Stop getting mad. That, Jeez, I can yeah, hear you almost yelling joke. into your phone right now. Yeah. <laughs> or your computer, whichever one you decide to smash in the end. Yeah. Smashing <laughs> the computer. We do not condone smashing computers. <laughs> okay, well. Um. Anyways, uh, we've talked about... I mean, we've somehow yeah. covered... Perfect pitch, relative pitch, true pitch. We've covered Kendrick Lamar. We've covered some of the Grammys um, and yeah. other things. Um, thanks for listening to the Cohen yeah. and Charlie podcast. We appreciate you guys. Um, yes. We realized that the day we released um, the first episode, which was, you know, vastly more serious than this one, um, got 15 downloads within the first two hours of its release, which was humbling in every regard so thank you to those yeah, 15 people um and yeah listen to us next time if you can if you can't that's okay um but we appreciate you and we appreciate uh your time so uh yeah all right thank you See you later.